Imagine, if you will, a movie that comes out 40 years ago and is an amazing sensation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cinema Gems. And as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral. And as always, we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist, with lightning happening right above us. Mm -hmm. Of course, me, the... Of course, me, the Admirable Admiral, the wonderful, the Honorable Tesla, and the fantastic Miss Frida are in the video store calling the Butt Maestro and a special guest. Butt Maestro, will you please tell people who is in the Butt Maestro's, Butt Maestro's Annex? Hi. So, yeah, like the uh, Admiral said, I'm in the Annex like I always am, and we got a very special guest back, y'all. It's Dr. Ramon Kringle back in the annex. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Woo! Once again, the only person who actually saw this in the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I wasn't wait, given wait, wait. a chance. Wait, wait, wait. I saw the 20th anniversary. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. I saw the 20th fair. anniversary release. I've seen it I in a home the theater. <laughs> I got the theater experience without the screaming babies. <laughs> And also, uh, I might go see the 40th anniversary because it's in theaters right now. Oh, hell yeah. And I might go see it again. Oh, that'd be totally <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, and I might scream my favorite line in the theater that you guys know. <laughs> go for it. That is not in the movie. Well, hi everyone. Welcome back um, to Cinema Gems. We're another show that mostly talks about movie stuff. Sometimes uh, cinema adjacent things like video games and TV shows. But yeah, uh, as the Admiral dropped, we're doing E.T. today. And we've been planning this one for a while, haven't we? Uh, yeah, it's actually gestated for a while. Um, we thought we were going to get it recorded. All words you could have used uh, there. Why before. that? Yeah, and gestated. Yes. Like... Stop. <laughs> it gestated for a while. Um, we actually thought we might have been able to record it before I moved to Central Florida. But we weren't able to because, hey, life happens, and now we actually, personally, you and I have to go and record another episode of The Patman because it's lost now to time and space. The path was not found. Um, I'm so happy that's so, already established joke on this, on this show. 1,000%, The Path is Not Found. Um, For anyone that needs context, we, this listen is to one... next week's episode, we'll explain it. Yeah, wait. Oh. Wait, wait. What are we doing next week? I don't know what we're doing next. I week thought we yet, were doing we can, the. We can talk about oh. the the Patman lost episode okay. drama next week. That's fine. The the Patman the lost files. Um, look. So we have been wanting to do this because I wanted to do it with Doctor Almont Kringle because as Doctor Almont Kringle did state, the only person to see it in the theaters in its original run. And also, just, I know that you have a very fine love for this movie because you said, you've told me before that you were right around the right age mm -hmm. for this movie when it came yeah. out. So I wanted to get the full experience from, like, a child of 1982. So that's the main reason why we wanted you on. And also, we miss you. Well, I miss you. I know the Butt Maestro misses you as well, but like a good neighbor. This? Fuck you. <laughs> Like like a good neighbor, Dr. Almont Kringle is always there. Always. So thank you very much for coming thank back. Thank you for having thank me. You very thank much. you very much for having me. No problem. Which, um, oh, I just want to point out that apparently 
uh, we have already done a duology of podcasts uh, about Spielberg. So I have two movies in my hands um, that you can't see, obviously, because we're recording in Across Time and Space. That's why we're both having lightning storms. Um, it's factually accurate. Is, would, you, would you like to come... Yeah. Would you like to come back and review Poltergeist 1982? Technically a Spielberg production, which I'll get more into, and I'm pretty sure you will with your research, as vast as you have on E.T. And also Minority Report, because they both have anniversaries this year and are directed, even ghostly, Poltergeist pun intended, by Spielberg. So would you like to come back for both of those movies? Oh, yeah. Because if so, we would absolutely love yeah, that. Yeah, I would definitely be in for that. That'd be so much fun. Yeah, like, absolutely. Okay. I, I need to watch Poltergeist. It's been a while since I've seen the whole thing through. I love... I watched that movie. Minority Report. It's yeah, one Minority of my favorite Report Tom Cruise performances. Absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I, I really watched Poltergeist at a young age. I think I watched Poltergeist when I should have watched E.T., like that's I did not watch. <laughs> that's how young I was when I watched Poltergeist. Because my mom, I, I remember okay. the first like Friday the Thirteenth movie I saw was like number eight, and like the first Nightmare oh, on Elm Street Manhattan. I saw was like four or five. Yeah, Jason takes Manhattan, <laughs> <laughs> which was like the worst. Which one is to not start. Manhattan. It's fucking Toronto. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was pretty sheltered until a point on the. On the sci-fi and the scary movies, that's why I ate them up so much when I got older. Um, oh. Not, I mean, not that much. Oh no, I legit I mean, think, you know. the, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I legit think that's why I couldn't watch movies is because I watched that movie too much and probably had nightmares. Mm-hmm. But hey, that's a different, that's a different podcast that'll you happen in like a month and a half that that movie has caused so many people <laughs> when we get there first yeah. let's talk about the but we're not talking about that this movie caused us as children <laughs> and why so many of us we're not talking about including myself yeah. who only watched this in fragments as a kid and glados as well only watched this in fragments as a kid didn't actually watch the whole thing until well after college. Because we remember being so traumatized by some specific scenes in this movie that we will get to. Uh, any of the Cinemaniacs listening, if you can guess which one, you get a cookie, I guess. Um, also, just saying that we're not talking about the 1982 classic, The Poltergeist. We're talking about the other 1982 box office awesomeness. That is, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Um, so... Dr. Almont Kringle, we do here um, on this podcast, um, I'm pretty sure you've listened before, um, we basically read the plot synopsis, um, so we would like to bestow that on you this week, if you don't mind reading the plot synopsis uh, and letting us know what we're getting into. Sure thing. So you can go ahead whenever you're ready. Give, give me a sec, because I have the plot synopsis. Oh, okay. I'll, 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 I'll pad for time. Uh, but... <laughs> go? but uh, no, we're super excited to have you on here, because like, it's... It's been a while. It's been a while. Yes, indeed. It's been too long. And you know I'm always about it. <laughs> All right. So we oh, got... Yeah. It. You got it? All right. Oh, there we go. You got it? Yes, I'm coming in now. In a forested area overlooking a sprawling suburban neighborhood, an alien spacecraft has landed. The creatures aboard have come to observe and collect specimens... One of them wanders some distance away, when strange lights and sounds cause him to hide. 
a group of men led by one who has a jingling set of keys attached to a belt loop. Scared. Is this the the long version? Yeah, I think this is a really long version. Hold on. One ah! second. Let me go ahead and pass while we try to find the short version. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, I'm okay with going with the log version because I'm like, oh shit, we're going with the log yeah, version. Was, Fuck it yeah. sounded really dramatic. I was really getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay with it. I was okay with it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, so after a gentle alien becomes stranded on Earth, he is discovered and befriended by a 10 year old boy named Elliot. Bringing him into his suburban California house, Elliot introduces E.T., as he is dubbed, to his brother Michael and his sister Gertie and they decide to keep his existence a secret. Soon, however, he falls ill, resulting in government intervention and a dire situation for both him and Elliot. That was fantastic! (laughs) That was amazing. I need Dr. Allen to narrate more things in my life. Um, I do love, uh, love the tagline, he's afraid, he's totally alone. He's three million light years from home. Like that's that's pretty cool. Like that's that's pretty cool. Okay, all right. So um, we know that Dr. Amon Kringo has some fun facts about ET. Nineteen eighty two's ET, the extraterrestrial. Um, did you want to uh, talk about like the budget or anything before we move on? Because uh, I know that you, like you said, you saw this in theater, so you got to see the phenomenon that is E.T. the extraterrestrial. So why don't you go and dive into that and talk about that, if you don't mind. Yeah, so um, it, it was a phenomenon. I mean, like, it was, I remember having a little leather E.T. toy, um, stuff, or stuffed animal, um, that I literally carried everywhere, and, like, everywhere, like, people had E.T. everything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's uh, a, <laughs> a really embarrassingly horrible E.T. video game. Mm. Like, yep. E.T. was in theaters for a oh, year. Oh, yeah. Landfill game, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, E.T. E.T. E. playing Frogger. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I mean, it was in theaters for a year, and, like, it made so much money. Like, it was just, like, this monstrosity. And, you know, and, and you know, for one thing, like, there were some incredible movies that came out that year, obviously. You know, we, we were we were treated to Blade Runner, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, yeah. Tron, Wrath yeah. of Khan, The Dark That's Crystal, right. Cat People, and She. I <laughs> 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 was not expecting that. Okay. But um yeah, I mean like, you know, like okay. sometimes like it, it was you know, it was great. Like we had all these movies but E.T. was such a big deal. Like, it was just like, you know, you, you, you would see E.T. on t-shirts, on billboards, like, and it's not like he was selling donuts or anything, but he was selling a lot of Reese's Pieces. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Which, uh, oh, go, go so, ahead. Go so, ahead. this Sorry. movie had a budget of $10.5 million. It came out with a box office gross of 792.9 million which is fucking insane that's a lot yeah. of money and that wasn't topped until uh, Jurassic Park huh yeah. yeah I think Jurassic Park was the next yeah <laughs> yeah holy shit yeah it was yeah um before we get into the plot uh, real quick I am oh no wait I think it was Titanic oh it was t- Titanic was up yeah. there as well for sure 
before we get into the plot, yeah. I'm going to write real quick get out of the way. Because I usually wait till later to talk about the music and the composer. I, everyone knows John Williams' E.T. theme. Like, I don't even have to hum it. You have it in your head right mm-hmm. now. I, I know you do. You're welcome, and I'm sorry. Like the message I sent yes. you? Like the message I sent you? <laughs> yes. Yes, very much so. Um, John Williams, from the first note of this movie to the very last uh, beat of this movie drives the heart and soul of this movie alongside the characters, the effects, everything going on, this incredible story going on. John Williams' score is so central to everything in this movie, and it goes to show the incredible relationship between a director and their composer friend and the things that they can do together when they collaborate. Wow, this sounds familiar. It's not like I said all this in our uh, Close Encounters review. (laughs) What I do I do have a I do have a question for you and I know you probably won't be able to answer this but got? if you do I'll be very impressed. I'll do my best. Out of all of the John Williams work, which one is your favorite and can you name it within 3 seconds? Fuck. Uh, eat the, the if you can't name great, it, that's perfectly uh, fine. Cadillac of the Skies. Um from Empire of the Sun uh and Pan. The the fucking thing hook. The thing from Hook. Holy okay. shit, the You Are the Pan, wow. I believe, is the track name. The thing is, like, he made music for movies that you heard the music and you knew what movie it was yes. immediately. And that's the Jurassic Park, yep. that's, you know, yes. like, that's all these movies yes. that he worked on. That, it's like, Indiana Jones. It's, yeah, it's like that's the music. Spe- that's Star Wars. The music you hear, you immediately know what it is, and you immediately know who did it. He is the modern king of instantly recognizable themes. In stark contrast to the one uh, the Admiral likes to point out all the time, Hans Zimmer. You're welcome, Admiral. Yep, Uh, I know him. I know him. uh, Who, like, even in this most recent Dune movie, sorry everyone, Dune again, uh, you know, little bits and pieces of barely recognizable themes, but mostly minimalist. Just like using soundscapes as opposed to themes. Whereas from the first beat of E.T. Okay, we're in E.T. Cool. I know what we're getting into. <laughs> so let's get into um, this. <clears throat> uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, I just want to establish that I, um, I do have a uh, original 1982 pizza, pizza Hut glass that says, I'll be right here. Um, I bought it at a thrift store, no joke, in Meridian, Mississippi. So thank you, Meridian, Mississippi, for giving me this glass. But that's besides the point. Let's get on into E.T. Let's go. So now I sent both of you guys it opens a picture up. of me yes. on E.T.'s bike, or on Elliot's bike with E.T. Yeah. And that, that look of joy great. on my face was pure, true joy. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely and phenomenal. You don't want to talk about you chilling with Spielberg? You, tell, you chilling with Spielberg and not even tell me you chilling with Spielberg. Kicking it, yeah. What about that? <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you kick it with Spielberg? Uh, actually, uh, where where the Admiral is right now at uh, Madame Tussauds. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. we happened to, uh, we got the city yeah. pass. Oh, I'm going to go chill with Spielberg. Yeah, yeah it, it was actually pretty fun. We, we took all kinds of weird pictures that day. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm high-fiving uh, Poe from you know uh, Kung Fu Panda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. 
you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try my hardest to Photoshop myself hanging out with Spielberg while you're hanging out with Spielberg. And then we'll just we'll just laugh because the butt maestro is not in it. Fuck you. <laughs> but that's besides the point. That's a that's a joke on you. Fuck you. Um, but like everyone knows if I were to ever meet so, Williams, I would straight up, uh, I'd like pull a full Troy from Community when he meets uh, Lamar Burton for the first time, just full <laughs> freezing and just like. Aah! That was me when I met Patrick Stewart. Are you? Oh sh- my god! <laughs> I would oh. die. I, no, you know. <laughs> You know, you know. I thought we already established that if you and me were to meet John Williams, we would be Wayne and Garth from <laughs> Wayne's World. Worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> we're not worthy. <laughs> yes, that's factually accurate. <laughs> we're, we are fifteen minutes, in, sixteen minutes into um, this episode. We got to get the plot out, roll. <laughs> As if our listeners right. haven't. We already did. We read the plot synopsis. <laughs> we read the plot synopsis. We're, we're, we're hoping that if you like, listen they to know this, what's good. We're getting we're into. Hoping you've already watched this movie. All right. Like, there are some reviews we do where we're like, we're watching, so, so you don't have to full uh, fucking nostalgia critic style. But there's some where like, no, you should probably watch the yeah. watch the subject material before we do this because it's exactly as much homework as we did for it. <laughs> yeah. And and everybody actually one of my uh, yeah no you should absolutely see E T by now, Uh, but yeah one of uh, one of the swapper one of my swapper Jack's friends uh, at my new store basically was like, um so I saw the Jabberwocky episodes out should I should I watch the movie first and I go all right hold on full disclosure have you ever have you ever watched Monty Python before no. Listen to the episode and see if you want to watch it. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. do it. <laughs> Listen to the episode and see if you want yep. to watch it. That's it. <laughs> like, completely up yep. to you. If you were at all amused by the episode, then um, you will understand. Yeah, if the shit we're poorly describing sounds yeah, we interesting act- to you, it's on Prime. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, which, um, by the way, we also, uh, I don't uh, I don't know if Dr. Amon Kringle knows, but we read the Jabberwocky poem yeah, out we have a, we have a new on last week's episode. segment now uh, that is attempted poetry with the Admiral and Bud Maestro. <laughs> because you can imagine yeah. our dyslexic asses <laughs> That's trying to read a poem every, like every other stanza. <laughs> it was pretty rough. I we love got that through poem. It, yeah. But we sounded like two fifth graders. Flippity jibbits. The frumptuous. They're like, oh, I don't want to read. I don't want to read it. Oh, and also um, to answer the question that no one has asked, still no reply from the Wayne's World hat. Still no reply. <laughs> um, so, look. Let's go ahead and get started. So L.A. at night opens up. We see a man with keys running around. He's chasing a Phantasmus Frida in the wild. This is what happens when you let the Phantasmus Frida loose. She goes apeshit crazy trying to look for squirrels in the middle of the night. But basically E.T., as we've established, E.T. has gotten left, uh, finds a home while the kids are playing D&D. Did you notice that? Did yeah. you notice? Okay. Now this was this, wasn't this during wasn't this during Absolutely. the Satanic Panic or Absolutely. is that too 
Uh, just like Stranger Things takes place over oh. the course of the Satanic Panic. Absolutely, this takes place at, oh, at the okay. very least the like early oh. parts of the Satanic Panic. Like I believe after Advanced Dungeons and Dragons came out and like Tomb of Annihilation and things is when like very hardcore Christian people were like, This game is of the devil. I mean like yeah, no shit. The whole goal is to kill yeah. devils if you want to. You know, you don't necessarily have to. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. I just want to establish because I read too much, so I don't know how to talk to humans. So I just want to establish which time frame we're in going into it. Uh, and did you notice how much money he gave? They gave Elliot for the pizza. I caught. I I I did like three bills, so that's probably seven dollars, including tip. Holy shit! Damn. Can we go back to that? <laughs> and the year after this is when the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon came out too yeah oh shit I oh okay 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 somehow <laughs> um um oh wait you know what forget about it we're gonna ask another one hey dr Amon kringle we're doing uh the dungeon <laughs> dragons movie um with jeremy irons coming out uh that's gonna be the new one's gonna be released in march did you want to come back for that <laughs> yeah. bad movie wait oh, so, Two? so the one that's gonna be released in march <laughs> not the one with uh the Wayne's brother and uh, whoever else was in it. What? No, 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 oh, no. We're gonna yeah, no, the, we're gonna the, review we're gonna the Wayne's brothers. With the Wayne's brother okay, and okay. Jeremy Irons. Okay, gotcha. And, oh, yeah. yeah, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, that's right. The big air quotes. Bad one. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I'm down for that. I need to find yeah. that. I need to see where. Okay. I'm All right. Cool. So we got uh, check that down later to see uh, what's streaming. Probably at your local library. Or TV shows or anything we're talking about aren't available on a streaming service. Please support your local library because nine times out of ten, one of the libraries in your area probably has it or can get it for you for free. For free, use the public yep. resources. That's how we keep them. Exactly. That's how you're paying your taxes. Literally, it takes like I think maybe thirty cents of thirty dollars a paycheck. Does road work, construction, like actually pays for the road and also the libraries and people don't even realize it it's so minuscule and get comic books if you like manga you can go to the library and get fucking manga if you like old vinyls you can probably find them at the library if you like if you like to go to museums you can go to the library and get free tickets to the museums if you like being shushed by a very old rude exactly you can probably go to the library and get shushed by a very old rude lady if you want to reenact Ghostbusters, you probably might not be able to do it at your like, library. If you're really just close saying. friends with the librarian probably can't. and like persuade them to use the library after. I'm getting off topic. Et. Wait, we're recording Et in the library at night. Okay, that does sound cool. really dope. Um, I kind of so want to look. do that for an episode, but <laughs> later. It's okay. Time, time is a thing. Oh, time is irrelevant. It's okay. So. <laughs> So, so, um, basically, Elliot goes to get the pizza, uh, steps on it because he gets scared by E.T. Uh, he brings out his, his family uh, and friends, and they're like, nothing's in there. So he stays up, gets sick, but he leaves out Reese Pieces, which I don't know if you know this, but my shirt, but I'm pretty sure Dr. Elmon Kringle knows this, is that Steven Spielberg actually wanted M&M's. And they wanted too much money, so he went to Reese Pieces, and the they up. made yep. so much money 
because of this oh, movie. I, I was under the impression that because the Reese's of Pieces were a new product from the same company of M&M's, and they were just kind of like, we don't really need help with M&M's. We need help with this new thing oh. that has peanut butter. And that's how they got shunted over there. Oh, see, I thought that it was... Oh, okay. oh, okay, see... I thought it was that Re- that Reese's was about to not make these anymore, and then they were like, "Hey, use this one instead," and then they blew yeah. the fuck well, up. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it Urban myths. For them we don't up. know. Which, and yeah. I think I, I think if it was because I remember Reese's pieces, and I mean, you know, nobody really ate them. They were kind of like the the M and M's that nobody ate. You know, like <laughs> fast forward to now, and they are still uh, okay. like even yeah. as a thirty year old, still my favorite little candy concoction to make. It's just a bowl mixed with M and M's and Reese's pieces. Yeah, yeah, just like all of them. That's Give me brilliant. all of them. Um, oh. That being said, to mess with people, as, I like as I've to, told, I like oh, go ahead. Skittles, Skittles. <laughs> you are in evil. a bowl of M and M's. You are evil. I love it so much, but you are evil. I'd be like, jokes on you. I love this weird flavor combination. It tastes pretty good. <laughs> Incredibly sweet and salty. And I've, I've done that. With I've done that textures. in a couple offices. <laughs> ah. Oh gosh. I mean, it was okay. it was worth it. Okay. But, but, uh... <laughs> okay. As I as I've told as I've told a few of my friends um, um, at the new Swapper Jacks, they go, "Oh, hey, Admiral, there's donuts in the break room." No, I'm okay. I'm cutting. I'm I'm watching my sugar. What do you mean? Were you watching your sugar? I watch my sugar at home. I don't eat mm-hmm. sugar outside the house. And guess what? The entire the entire closet is full of like. Reese's Reese's material, cause you know what? I like Hell Reese's. Yeah. Sorry. He Sorry. got peanut butter in my chocolate. Um, and also, and you tell it. Also, double decker fudge rounds. That's it. All I'm saying, double decker fudge rounds. Hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, but, you just made Doctor. <laughs> but look, very, uh, so, very hungry. So, <laughs> if he wasn't already, uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, but look. So, so basically, uh, he, uh, he, he hangs out with E.T. He pretends to be sick. Um, you know, he hangs out with E.T. He teaches. Then he's got to go to school. And what about the scene with the frogs and uh, them, like, cutting, uh, dissecting frogs? Did um, you guys have to do that? Yeah. Did you guys have to yes, dissect frogs? Um, and amusingly enough, I actually uh, read that this was actually something that happened to Steven Spielberg growing up. <laughs> and that's how the scene got in the movie. That's great. That something something kind of similar, obviously. Not not exactly that. But, um, yeah, something kind of similar happened to him. And he threw this in. And Hell, <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about specifically, like, the, the frog that's thing hilarious. in biology class? Or that happening while... A guardian figure is at home watching TV and drinking way too much beer. Because <laughs> I feel like the combination of the two is oddly specific, but kind of fits Spielberg perfectly. Day drinking. <laughs> <coughs> Nola style. Um, and also, we should establish that <clears throat> this movie is shot mm-hmm. through a child's eyes. Because this movie is shot down at the height of a child. Whenever they need to look up at something, they look Literally the, the camera yeah. pans up. Like it's shot 
Yeah, it's it's shot okay. from a child's perspective what because Spielberg Dr. Kringle. On top of that, I found another way. cool thing out. Um, except for Elliot's mom, there are no adults' faces shown until the second half of the movie. Yeah. I noticed that this time around. Yeah. Which I thought was crazy because yeah. it was like... Yeah. From oh, those two those two elements, yeah. like being shot from a child's perspective, and not seeing you know not really paying attention to adults' faces, yeah. except for your mom, you know that's 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 how it was when you were a kid. Like that's yep. exactly how it was when you were a kid. Yeah, you know, just like just like half yep. of the people, exactly. the adults are talking, Snoopy and Charlie Brown are like wah 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 because you weren't listening to them as a kid. You know, yeah. you just weren't. No, nothing they said made sense <laughs> to you anyway. You just did your own thing. Yeah. So I, yeah, I yeah. thought those, I thought those were really cool yeah. elements. Uh, and also, oh. uh, and also, um, this is one of the very few films. Uh, now this is at Spielberg's request for the children that it's shot in yeah, chronological yeah. order, like is literally shot because he didn't want to strain the children's. He wanted to get the full like realistic, like actual portrayal from these young actors. That's why he shot kids it. These kids were that also way. really goofy, and that's why, like, goofy and emotional. Yeah. And that's why he picked them. You know, like, yeah. Drew Barrymore was like lying to him and yeah. telling him he was she's in a like punk band, <laughs> as like you know this little girl was telling him he's in a punk band, and she's like she I think she auditioned for a Poltergeist before, and he was like, no, nah, I got something else. Like, I'm gonna put you in something else. <laughs> yep. Um, but all I gotta say is that to be completely honest with you, this is probably my favorite Drew Barrymore portrayal, like performance. Was her first I her am first struggling role? off the top of my like, head to think of other Drew uh, Barrymore roles. Firestarter was right around here. I I'm so sorry. All I could think of was Charlie's Angels, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I'm was so also sorry. shot in the. It's there was okay. a scene from the first Charlie's Angels movie that was shot in the E.T. Uh, family house. Oh hell yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Oh nice, that's amazing. Nice, <coughs> but no, um, but uh, but you know, but basically, uh, they get ready to, because E.T. We, they find out that E.T. his house, his home, quote unquote, E.T. home phone is actually in space. And he decides to come up with a mechanism to phone home. Like a record like player. Like, legit phone home. Do yeah, you want also... Skateboard. S- yeah. You want, to talk about how, you, you want to talk about how Gertie basically teaches him to speak? Yeah, and, uh, and Gertie's famous... Speaking spell, yeah. Her, her famous quote, I don't like his feet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and I... I believe the person, uh, the lady that did E.T.'s voice, I believe she died recently, like within the past four years, I believe. So, you're, you're, you're I'm going to look it up. Uh, yeah, pad for time. So... Yeah, I got it. Uh, pad for time. What, what have you got, Dr. Alvin Kringle? For, uh... Well, I actually heard that uh, Spielberg was the first voice of E.T. Like, he was kind of utilizing his voice yeah. to work on E.T., um, which I thought was really weird because he, he I mean, I, I think he was like really like a lot more involved and like uh, motivated in, in that sense. You know, like I'm sure he's, he's obviously working with John Williams, but, you know, he, he kind of is executing his vision as he sees. And I mean, 
you know, these are the years where he is hitting. I mean, not that Spielberg ever stopped hitting hard, but yeah. I mean, these are some years where he's like blasting out these incredible like blockbuster movies, like that just yeah. go all the way, like Close Encounters, E.T. Jaws, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is where they're they're, they're going all out. Indiana Jones, yeah. Indiana Jones, yeah, knock him out of the park. Uh, so, uh, so I do apologize. Uh, she died in close, 1995. Close. Uh, she was, <laughs> she was. I uh, know, close but no cigar. Um, she, she, uh, uh, she was a soap opera radio actress that appeared in three films, all unaccredited. Uh, she was seen in like World War One film Waterloo Bridge, and she was the voice of E.T. Um, she she smoked a lot, so that's how she had that deep voice. Uh, but you know the noises that E.T. makes himself, like that. Um, uh, that was recording from raccoons, otters, an elderly woman who smoked two packs a day. Uh, obviously, the uh, the Tom Welsh, mm-hmm. the actress uh, we just talked about. Uh, but yeah, so that was it. It was basically raccoons, sea otters, and I, I imagine this is Tom Welsh from the same, that like, made the voice of ET happen. That uh, put together the laser blaster sounds uh, from footage of like engines and lawnmowers and shit in Star Wars, mm-hmm. like those same insane, uh, yeah, des- fully designed sound yeah, designers, fully maniacs, yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, let's create this sound for something that does not exist in our world. All right, so let's morph together a lion roar, an engine, and a chainsaw, and someone farting. That would and make a like, mean TV show, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, Foley it up. Like, oh, my ah! God. A, co- a competition <laughs> show yeah. of Foley artists. And then you'll have, then you'll have a video playing, and you week. have to, like, make the noise for what's happening in the video. I would be all about this show. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Oh, I got the... I got the I got, I got the, I got the name of the show. Are you a sound designer? <laughs> that's the, that's the swanky like one that comes on Fox. The, the one that comes on uh, Basic Cable, uh, <laughs> uh, Home and Garden. <laughs> oh wait, wait. Are we on Fox? Oh, we're already canceled. Already, already Sorry, already. we're already canceled. <laughs> we, we didn't even sign the contract yet. They're like, uh, no, no. Um, so, uh, so, uh, Elliot helps E.T. build, uh, his device to phone home, but we get to see Halloween. Um, and okay, I don't know if this guy's bugged you, but it's bugged me ever since I watched the movie. Okay, so E.T.'s perspective, we see two holes, mm-hmm. yes. right where the eye should be. But if you look on the film, it's one hole, and then one hole way down on, near his shoulder. Made the costume, didn't she? How yeah. can E.T. see? It and Gertie, Gertie's right. not too Yeah, but specific. but but it's continuity. <laughs> the co- the the exactly the continuity's off. The two holes are like <laughs> No, cuz you can see the you can see the holes. Right, in the, in the but cloth, one right? Yeah, but one hole one hole is up by his where his eye should be and then one hole's down where his shoulder should be. That's how is the two eyes you can, his POV mutated. you can see yeah. that. Like sorry, so he could fit that, under the sheet. Yeah. <laughs> Et mutate. Et mutate. Um, uh, and also, do you want to talk about how Yoda shows up in, um, Et? Yeah. How? how and yeah. then Et recognizes him. Yoda like straight up, just like home. Same thing in Star Wars. 
because I mean, yep. they have the ETs in the in the, in the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, in fucking Coruscant, yeah. So and that, and the that Phantom also brings up a possible oh, Phantom and Phantom Menace, yeah. That that, that brings up an, another conundrum that I came across that I didn't realize was such a big, um, heavily battled topic. Um, but there was a, a lot of stuff I found on the internet that was asking, is E.T. a Jedi or is E.T. Force-sensitive? I, I would argue yes, absolutely. To both aspects, but also the other one, the other question I have is, did George Lucas actually predict Star Wars? Because there's a theory out there that, no joke, that people actually think that George, no joke, like this is 100% true, that people think that George Lucas knows about all this and is literally just force feeding it to us through movies. And then they're like, oh, hey, E.T. Yeah, oh, hey, look at all these characters. Here's Greedo. I mean, here's so-and-so. And fucking Yoda shows up and he's... Besties from college. Didn't they both go to, what, is it Cal Arts? Yeah. Well, I guess... Yeah. Yeah. But I guess you can go ahead and say prospectively that basically Elliot was showing him the figures and then he realized that that was one of Elliot's figures in real life. So I guess that's where you can, you know, see that come from. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it. But yeah, no, legit. There's a theory online that people legit think that George Lucas is like, hey, uh, Star Wars is real and here you go. And then jo- and then... And then basically, Steven Spielberg confirmed it by showing, hey, here's Star Wars yeah. existing in this universe. Cool. It makes sense. <laughs> Yoda gets around. We're, we're never, uh, I don't think it's ever yeah. really specified how long uh, I, E.T.'s race lives, how long their lifespans are. It may, would make sense which for them appara- to have been around which, uh, which, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Well, I I undercovered something. Which apparently, according it. to, oh, go, mm-hmm. What you got, Admiral? I was going to say, according to George Lucas, according to George Lucas, E.T., the the species, has no sex. They're yeah. like a plant. They can be either or. Um, so, yeah. So, we should just establish that... They're, they're like the orcs in 40K. That, that, that you know, it's, it's not a he. And as I understand, exactly. E.T. Him, him exactly. herself is over 10 million years old. That tracks. So... So E.T. is actually oh, like, you know, like just like Yoda and Grogu. Yeah. Like E.T. is like, I don't know, like he he he's he's a botanist, right? But like he also like dipped out from his like yeah. group. Yeah. Like how how old is a ten million ten million year old? Yeah, we we can see George Lucas and Steven Spielberg playing with the idea way before Grogu was ever a thing, playing with the idea of an infantile ancient person and playing with that weird what should be an oxymoron but when done right works surprisingly well (laughs) yeah i mean because because then you run into (laughs) you run into the unfortunate problem that that the the two ends of the spectrum the infant and the elderly kind of behave the same the same yeah (laughs) so (laughs) and so yeah yeah <laughs> and so yeah. when you're looking at it it's like yeah i mean like et could be like this wild little kid that just dipped off from his group yeah or he could just be like the kind of like senile like 
older E.T. that just like kind of like got lost in the woods because he was having fun playing with mushrooms and like <laughs> and just is like trying to get this kid to understand like dude I gotta go home like I just gotta go your sister is younger than you and she's teaching me how to talk you're just freaking out and turning whiter yep. man <laughs> Yeah, poor E.T. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm losing it over here. I'm sorry. Hey, guess what, Emerald? Sorry. Guess what I have it's over fucking here hilarious. in Louisiana that you don't have in Florida? I have a Dr. Alon Kringle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, but, to specify, I before I left, I did give Dr. Alon Kringle a stuffed E.T. that I wanted to have a claw machine. in the middle of my living room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice yes yeah, he's so he, right you held him Batman. while you watched ET did you oh the, the, the episode we didn't review well, he's, like he's, the he's, episode we gotta go re-release <laughs> yeah, that's who has the Batman. episode <laughs> um did uh did you uh so I did I did have another question did you watch it with Hugh Jackman uh, I have watched it several times with him yeah I didn't watch it this time with him but I've watched it several times with him and did uh, how did he feel about? How does he feel uh, he about seems, that movie? Does he, he like seems it? Or stuck in on it every time. Um, it's funny because I was actually uh, uh, rebuking uh, my office manager's son, who's you know uh, a longtime friend of Hugh Jackman, um, and he has never seen Gremlins, and like he's nine years old, and I'm like, dude, you've never seen Gremlins, like, what, like. What? <laughs> so, I have a confession to make here on the show. Oh, no. Oh, no. I have only seen half of Gremlins. Oh, my gosh. Hey! Hey! That's okay. You get a pass because at least Correct. you've seen yes. the opening of Gremlins. Gremlins. That's it. That's all that matters. And That's I'm all that matters. You get a pass. Perplexed. You got to finish it. By the whole don't feed the mogwais after midnight thing. Like, when is midnight? Oh my this god, are you serious? Gladys and I, when we were like talking z- about how absurd the idea of Labor Day is, and the whole stupid rule of. The, but the you haven't seen the full movie! Don't wear white after Labor Day is like, okay, but when is after Labor Day? Is it a specific window of like after this day and before Christmas? Because that has never been defined to me. Just like the whole Mogwai's after No, midnight. no, so like it's, it has been established. Time zone, like, <laughs> it has been established. To extend that time. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes Look, sense. Okay, first of all, it has been established about white after Labor Day. I believe it's Easter is when you can wear white again because it's about spring oh, and re- being rebirth. Okay, so that's established. That's established. But you haven't even seen the whole movie. And you're talking about I, the rules I, I of the Mogwai Man? Gremlins fact Come on. About, oh, okay. uh, uh, an ET related Gremlins fact. Okay, Let's cool. Go. go ahead. Okay, so. Corey Feldman right. was actually cast in E.T. Okay. And was pulled right before the filming. Spielberg felt bad about it. And and I and I don't know, like I think it's I think it was just because of how Henry Thomas auditioned. Yeah. Um, but like he got he got pulled right before the filming and uh, Spielberg felt bad and put him on Gremlins. And so that's how Corey Feldman awesome. got on Gremlins. I mean, 
I mean, that's fine. I, I, I would love to see Corey Feldman version of E.T., but I feel like... Yeah, Henry Thomas, Thomas did an amazing job. It sounds like Spielberg did like, the best of a weird situation yeah. where he had multiple really good picks for the same role and did his best to throw the other kid aside. To shunt them off to another fantastic movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, another... Gremlins is another movie I saw very young, very too young as a child. Like, really young. Um, also... Uh, this is mainly for the But Maestro, uh, Dr. Alman Klingel. Wow. So you can you, you can you can listen to this or weigh in if you want to. But this is mainly for, for? But Maestro himself. Um, when the kids see, when the kids see Yoda, yes, you can. Uh, you can hear a absolutely snippet of Yoda's can. theme. Hear part of Yoda's. Did you, I absolutely did, heard that. What are you talking? Okay, about? Okay, cool. <laughs> I heard that. Okay, so I just wanted I, to make sure, man. I saw this I movie just in college to... fully for the first time, but even before I saw it fully, I listened to the soundtrack multiple times because I was already a John Williams nerd by that time. I noticed that okay. in the soundtrack for ET when I listened to it in high school, I had to look at what the fucking CD. Like I popped in uh, ET, not Star Wars, right? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, we do want to specify to all the listeners out there, um, the Honorable Tesla is stripe as a mogwai. Yeah. He has not turned into a gremlin. That's yeah. why he does not like to take baths. Because he's exactly. like, ah! He freaks out, man. Factually accurate. He freaks yes. out. Um, but, so so basically, uh, E.T. gets left out in the cold because Elliot also falls asleep and E.T. gets like pure white. Like, pure white. Um, uh, and his brother finds him, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, his brother finds him. And look, do you want to talk about this heartbreaking scene where they where they come home and they're about to leave because literally E.T. and Elliot yeah. are dying because they're connected? But you also want to, do you want to talk about the scene that scared the shit oh, out of wow. me as a child and I didn't understand what it meant? Oh, yeah, when this fucking... When the fucking astronaut showed up? Fuck yeah, man. Like, I was scared shitless. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was like, wait, is Elliot's house now in space? Is E.T. Uh, that I, fucking I powerful? Like, like what? Us, this was the My... scene that scared us as kids. Mm-hmm. The, the lab scene was fucking scary as a kid. Like, fair warning, if you're going to show your kids did this it, movie, this is the part where you might want to be it, like, it, okay, so we can take a potty break if you need to. We'll get you all your comfy animals. Make sure you're nice and comfy and, and feel safe. And this is also another another thing that you can look at that was a reason why Spielberg's movies were so incredible. So, like we were talking about in Close Encounters, um, in Close Encounters they had real aircraft control people yes. in the aircraft control tower. Yes. Um, because it it was it was yes. more real. Yes. It was more realistic, right? So. In in all these in these scenes, these were all real doctors. <laughs> these were all real awesome. doctors because he wanted he wanted these doctors to wow. be able to like you know actually talk and actually speak about what they're seeing as a doctor would. 
which you know just is like just it, it was terrifying yes and it's probably why a lot of kids grew up afraid of doctors yeah but like these the that that's because these these people were walking around they were doing real doctor speak you know they were they were this is how they would triage a patient this is how they would you know literally treat this kind of situation and and which which is terrifying to think of like the government what what are the government's protocols right now for dealing with like an alien life form, you know? Not great. <laughs> Not great. Oh, we shot him. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Um, also, can we can we just uh, can we specify that uh, that maybe that's why this entire scene reminded me of Mash? Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah, I can see that. Like legit, I was just like, I got really, I got Mash vibes. I was like, oh god. Uh, and we get to finally see Keys himself, um, uh, and I love that he's just Keys. Like that—that's yeah. his character's name, just Keys. Uh, who is played by? Sorry, I'm padding for time. You have IMDb pulled up. Like you specifically told me to not pull up IMDb. I know, but I was in the trivia. I was in the trivia. I was in the trivia. Was supposed to be Keys, and I can't remember who the hell it was. I think it was maybe um, somebody, it, it wasn't Roy Schneider, but it was somebody that went over to Jaws maybe, but it was the same incestual thing that that, <laughs> that Steven Spielberg and, yeah. and is, is doing with like all these other like, like Freudian, massive yeah. like contributors, you know, yeah. like he's shifting all these giant actors around like. Yeah, you know, who, I mean, who aren't giant actors really, but but like definitely Peter Coyote, to be, yeah, uh, with, with Spielberg's help for sure. He had these visions, and these visions are being executed, and it's like wow, uh, incredibly, incredibly well. Uh, Peter, uh, Peter Coyote is uh, the the one of keys. I'll go and check for the um the yeah. what. Who could have been? Which, and also, basically, we should specify. We should specify. Forty nine minutes into this episode, just letting you know, we will not mention everything. Well, not. Have you we will to not mention before? everything. There will be we things that we will so forget. Miss, much. I'm surprised our Twitter. I, which, by the way, is I the, just want to specify. Underscore pod. I'm surprised our Twitter isn't blown up with a lot more of actuallys <laughs> correcting us about the shit we like. Really <laughs> obvious shit we miss out on. <laughs> But for us to not miss those things, this show would be the length of a That's Critical hilarious. Role episode, like four hours. And we're not going to do that, because I won't have a voice by the end of it. Um, also, uh, oh, mm-hmm. no. Uh, also, uh, John, uh, one, of the, one, uh, one of the Foley artists, uh, used a wet t-shirt crammed with, with Jello <laughs> to get E.T.'s walk. Weren't we talking about insane Foley guys? Like, <laughs> like his waddling, ago? his waddling to, God. his waddling, his waddling to work. Yeah, they uh, put a, they put Jello see, like, in a, a really wet fun t-shirt. Look behind the scenes yeah. at what Foley artists do and the insane shit they come up with. Y'all remember the game Star Wars Republic Commando? They did. A, there was a whole behind-the-scenes Foley thing in that, and how they took <laughs> like they made the big lizard guys, the Trandoshans, steps by taking football pads and smushing them with cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that hey, that's that's what we could use. No, we could we could reenact we're, this we're sound not, on a, you know our canceled show. Let's Are you a sound designer? 
No. On our canceled Fox show, are you a sound designer? Where so, each one of us hosts a different week. That's. <laughs> wait, who's I, the I established host? I'm, I'm, I'm really disappointed. First of all, we haven't discussed, you know, the fact that this is the second of the Alien Abduction Chronicles of Steven Spielberg. Yes. Um, but but also the second movie with some major daddy issues. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> but also how nefarious E.T. is in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's vampire sucking the life out of this child. <laughs> he he mind controlled the dog, Harvey, who fucking hated this alien at first, right? Yeah. And he mind controlled him into liking him. Like me now. Like like this is a this is a crazy, hey, nefarious... He used a Jedi story. mind trick. Yeah. He, he used a Jedi around, mind like, trick. eating candy and, like, taking candy from babies. Oh, my God. Like, literally... Are you kidding me? Literally taking candy from babies. Oh, my <laughs> God. So, I mean, like, we're, 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 we're just gleaming past all this. <laughs> thank, thank you for reminding us of the important things in this movie. <laughs> He's, he's getting Elliot right. in trouble at school. You're absolutely right. E.T.'s a fucking menace. <laughs> he's a nut. And he has kids <laughs> kids flying. Oh, I'm not going to say it. I'm not, not going to get into that yet. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. But. <laughs> so th- this movie was not released on video until 1998. Like a full, like, what, six years after its release? Yeah. For a year? Wait, sorry, 88, 88, 88, 88, sorry, 88, sorry, 88, 88, there you go, um, uh, there so you it go, was, buddy. you know, it was released in the original cut, um, and then I saw, now this is the first time I've ever, like, pointed out an unaltered cut when I was watching it, um, I was with my father watching this movie, one of the very few times, it, it was mostly in a the theater that I was able to actually have a fun time with my father, um, but, <coughs> so, Basically, we're watching the movie, and we get to the infamous scene about the bikes f- about to fly off. In the middle of the theater, I go, wait, those are radios. They should be shotguns. Legit. My father was like, oh, my God. Are you serious? He CGI'd them out because, Boy. to quote Spielberg, the FBI, it's a gun. Why, the FBI is going to harm the kids with a gun. The FBI has no idea what's going on, so that's why they have guns. Then he switched them to the giant-ass radios. Have you seen the giant-ass radio cut? Have, have either of y'all seen the giant-ass radio cut? Please tell me. <coughs> oh, my I've God. I've seen it on YouTube. I haven't, I haven't seen it's, the actual giant It's like, it's literally elongated <laughs> radios the strange. size of the shotgun. Like, Why? Uh, and then it was, and then people were in awe were like, ah, blah, blah, you were my childhood, blah, blah, blah. And then he changed it back, um, to shotguns and that's the cut we have now. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, that was fucking hilarious. And I love how in the middle of the theater and I just say it and my dad's just like, oh shit, he's right. Like what the fuck? Um, but yeah, do you want to talk about, uh, this mm-hmm. scene? I would actually hit you when you first saw Dr. Ramon Kringo as a kid with E.T. like using the fucking force to actually have the kids fly in the air. Using the force. Yeah, After yeah. he became Jesus, yeah. you know, and resurrected I mean, from the dead. It, yeah. He, yep. it was, uh, 
<laughs> rolled around as Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And resurrected others <laughs> along with him. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was obviously the climax, you know, like it was like it's like just like just like the like it was just like the most the 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 coolest thing and like you know i mean everybody rode their bikes around like at that time like every kid had bikes and just like taking off into the air and just like like i said like that that picture i sent to y'all like you know it might have been at a wax museum but like that that look on my face was so true like it was so exciting to be in that position and be on that bike and be riding with et in the front you know it was it it, it was just yeah it was just the most incredible um you know you could sell that song you know by itself and it would be like you know worthy of the movie you know like that that it it was priceless by now yeah 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 for sure so yeah i mean that was like you know it was it was like I, I want an alien to take me for a ride. <laughs> um, Don't we all? Oh, and, <laughs> no, not, not and we also we also like get the dramatic flying, and I love that one kid's like, "Tell me when it's over." It's like, like, oh my god, I am. I mean, I would be terrified. I mean, it, it, you know, what what does a what does an alien little short short legged animal? know what to like balance about you know, the aerodynamics like, of, yeah like <laughs> of, of flying these kids these bicycle. kids weren't expecting to go flying into the air yeah in earth's gravity are you kidding me <laughs> shit's nuts how does that science uh, work <laughs> it's honestly it's a 50 50 coin flip uh whether i would be like over the moon excited like a roller coaster or absolutely oh, shitting myself terrified nobody <laughs> better look up because they're probably gonna get shit or piss. Yeah, it was like at that point you were gonna be like, "Oh, what's that? What's that yellow water?" Yeah. Good thing they didn't do that yeah. in Louisiana. They get shot. Oh my god! <laughs> ducks. What's that? Ducks. Boom! <laughs> oh, that's dinner. That that's dinner, baby. That's dinner. Oh, um, uh, but uh, it, also, uh, I just, <laughs> I just, I love the. Sorry, I love the Jesus part. The G- where where E.T. wakes up in a fog with a blanket. For the tenth time, yes. We know you love the Jesus yeah. part. Thank you, Admiral. You want to talk about how E.T. can't shut the fuck up when he's trying to be escaped? When he's trying to escape? Is E.T. E.T.? The whole, the whole last 15 minutes of the movie is some of the best music composition for a film ever made, period. Because the way Spielberg just hands the reins over to John Williams completely and says, hey, I've done all this stuff visually. We've got minimal sound effects, minimal dialogue. Go. Write a whole ass 15 minute long symphony to dictate the emotional beats of the whole, the finale of this movie. And it is so fucking good. Like even when I was just listening to it before I even saw the movie, it hit me in the feels. (laughs) And then watching, sitting down and watching it and realizing, oh, there's nothing happening on top yeah. of it. That's and the that's movie. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. and it works so well. That especially the, the very end when E.T.'s going up on the ship and, and the ship is starting to go up in the air. And we hear that, um, 
that big, like, it must have been 10 to 15 horns, bells up, just fucking blasting. And I'm not just excited because I'm a horn player and I'm biased. <laughs> are, you, also, are, yes. you, are you tooting <laughs> your own horn section? Behind me, I are you tooting your own there. horn section? <laughs> Is that... Yeah. He's about to toot his own horn section. I'm not going to toot it because I'm not going to break our listeners' eardrums, but just so you know, I'm not lying. I did oil my mouth. Okay, uh, Dr. Almond <laughs> Kringle is in the room. Can you watch yourself? That was that was blatant valve oil. That was blatant <laughs> valve oiling, y'all. Uh, <laughs> this episode brought to you by Blue Juice Valve Oil. No, not a sponsor. That'd be a weird-ass sponsor, but not a sponsor. Uh, so, so basically... Uh, basically... That's what I love about the last 15 minutes is that it's just all wonder and specter, like everything that you wanted as a kid. Now, the other question I have is, would you leave and go on the spaceship with E.T.? Yeah. With E.T.? Yes. With E.T., absolutely. With the creatures from Close Encounters, yeah, maybe, I, maybe not. Yeah, I don't uh, think I would go with the Close Encounters creatures, but yeah, like E.T., E.T. seems like he's cool. I've always kind of accepted... This uh, this ending where Elliot does not go with E.T. as Spielberg kind of retconning the decision the character made in... Uh, not retconning, but essentially reapproaching a, sim- a similar situation in a different way. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you have the chance to go off of this alien if you want to, and the very immature man-child who abandoned his family <laughs> is like, yeah, I'm going. I'm fucking going. And this kid is like, I'm gonna miss you, yeah. but this is home. <laughs> And do you notice how also different this is from Close Encounters in the sense that Dreyfus was the man-child yes. in Close Encounters. In E.T., there is no father well, that, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's because no that whatsoever. is a common theme amongst Spielberg because, as you quoted, he does have father issues because he... Mm-hmm. Uh, there was mostly absentee father. So that's why we saw it from the perspective of the dad in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Either yeah. you're a horrible dad. Exactly. Well, you're not. Dead. Exactly. That's the two choices. Um, so basically, uh, we get to see the ending and just the wonder that is E.T. Um, and then I knew about this script, but I'm going to go ahead and let Dr. Almond Kringle talk about the supposed sequel script synopsis that was possibly planned. Yes. Where, if I'm not wrong, Elliot gets cancer? So, Is that true? Like... <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't, I don't know how, how much of this, this script is verified or verifiable. Um, Are but, you sure this isn't fan fiction? So, okay, so part, part of the concept is fan fiction, but this was actually supposed to be something that came out. There was, like, a concept of a movie... Um, called Nocturnal Fears, um, ET2 Nocturnal Fears. Um, Elliot and his friends get kidnapped by this one particular evil alien, but a bunch of evil aliens, and then ET comes to save them. Um, and I kind of heard a couple different things about it, but one thing that I read on one of these uh, trivia pages was that ET's name was revealed as ah. Zrek. Shrek? Yeah, not Shrek. But Z-R-E-K. But Shrek. Yeah. Okay. Zrek. That's so weird to say. I want to say Shrek so bad. 
<laughs> and so I, I found, yeah, I found a little, uh, like, 10-page treatment on it that um, kind of gives a rundown of, like, you know, some of the basic premises of what this movie's supposed to be about. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was, it was weird because after I watched the movie, I was like, yeah, why wasn't there ever a... A second ET movie made, and that's that was one of the reasons why I even wanted to look up the trivia, um, because I was I was curious, and uh, yeah, I mean it seems it seems pretty legit. And this, I, unless I'm mistaken, this was actually um, written by the <laughs> woman who wrote, I think ET. Um, I didn't I don't remember exactly what she was. Um, yeah, Melissa. Matheson. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's hypothetically a real thing. I mean, I I don't know. It looks legit enough. I mean, it looks like, uh, it looks like a script. I've read scripts before and it looks like a script. Yeah, it's it's in that format. It's got that, that type font. And so Matheson did the script for E.T. as well. And another thing that I found in my digging um, was that E.T. was filmed on the first draft oh, of the script. Oh, okay. Wow. Which, as you can imagine, like, isn't is a thing that they of. do. Yeah, it's not yeah. a thing they do at all. Unless it's a really fucking good script right out of the gate. Yeah, so I, yeah, E.T. was, like, actually, like, and I, I don't know how many times that's happened, but I can't imagine it's happened that much. Especially not in this day and age. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Especially when you can tell, like, every movie that comes out now has some level of studio interference. Oh, plenty, yeah. <laughs> At least a little bit of studio interference where the studio, like, comes in and, and goes... And not even the studio, but the, the producers. Premise. Producers, yeah. uh, fan bases, yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. Uh, As we saw yeah. with the new so, so we have a rating system here on Cinema Gems. A full gym, an amazing movie, and half gym, an R.A. movie... <laughs> And an OGM, a horrible movie. Um, Dr. Almont Kringle, what do you give E.T.? Uh, at least two gems. This is... Uh, yeah. This is... This is as in, much as possible. Yeah, yeah. As many, <laughs> as many gems as I can give it. This is, uh, this is one of the movies that define the future of your life, you know? <laughs> and I, I hate to sound that dramatic about it, but like E.T. was like a real hopeful movie and a real like impactful movie and it was such a long lasting movie that it actually like you know made this impression on so many people um and it you know and it also was like one of those movies where like you're like oh aliens are aliens are okay i guess yeah they're pretty cool (laughs) yeah it, it was one of the first movies for sure that didn't portray aliens in a fully hostile they're here to kill us all or probe us Kind of way. That paranoia was definitely played with a little bit in the film, but, like, because we saw everything from the perspective of these kids who didn't necessarily have all that fed to them yet, they just approached this alien with the childlike whimsy of, hey, new friend. Yeah, yeah. Which, Which is funny, yeah, like, hey, new friend would have been a really cool title. Like, the first working title was actually A Boy's Life. Yeah, <laughs> which is the dumbest yeah. title ever. <laughs> yeah, that that would not have really. An ant's life is yeah okay, but a boy's life, come on. <laughs> that, that would not have accurately captured the tone of the movie. Uh, yeah. 
obviously a whole gem. Right. At least a whole um, gem. For now, me. <laughs> I have seen this movie like a few times in my life. I haven't seen it like over and over and over and over again. I watch it every couple of years, and all I have to say is that the older I get, the more sense I see from a child's perspective as the movie should be viewed as from a child's perspective that this is a whole gem. This is an amazing movie. This is yeah. lightning in a bottle. Yeah. This is why are, like it's so good we're still talking about it 40 years after. It's still being re-released in theaters 40 years later. Like yeah, I try to watch this movie at least as often as I watch my one of my other favorite Spielberg movies, Hook. Like at least as often as I watch Hook because they both giving give me very similar like embrace your childhood while you have childhood yeah. to embrace kind of ideas. And we have so many cool actors come out of this movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, Drew Barrymore. Uh, and I, I'd also like to give a shout out real quick to Dee Wallace, the mom. Yeah. Man, she is a horror queen. If you look up her resume, like she's knocked out like the scariest of scary movies, you know, like Yeah. She like it was she's it was awesome. I mean, Henry Thomas has Hasn't had, like, a huge, huge career, but, like, you know, we all know who Henry mm-hmm. Thomas is, you know? Like, we've all seen him in, 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 in stuff, you know? Like, he's, he's he's around, he's kicking it. Um, but I thought that was really cool. And Harrison Ford was also yeah. in E.T. The scene got cut, um, though, right? And I think that was really yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> he was supposed to be the principal. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Or the person that called... Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. that's never made it out. I think in yeah. the special edition, the one that has the radios, you can hear a voice, and it's alluded to to be Harrison Ford because it sounds like his, but I don't know if it's like an impersonator or something. Uh, but I do remember. I no, probably not. Oh. Probably not. <laughs> oh. Probably uh, not. Spielberg was like, hold on, what? my friend has something yeah. for you, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, and also, we do have a segment on the show... Um, called the quarantine watch list, um, and I have watched a couple of movies that I would like to talk to the Dr. Almont Kringle. So, kill two birds with one stone, record yeah. a podcast, and talk a few about them. If that's okay with you, Dr. Almont Kringle. Right. Absolutely. I, I'm Absolutely. glad we're doing quarantine pot, uh, quarantine watch list because I have one particular show right. to talk about. Okay. It's the quarantine watch list. What'd you watch when you were all alone? That was garbage. But I wasn't alone. I was with the dogs. Close enough. By the way, I just want to specify that the fantastic Miss Frida looked up when she heard the ukulele. The entire she's just like, What? Of course. What is going? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh and everyone listening to this, remember uh, tune your ukulele before you play it on a podcast. <laughs> Remember to tune your instruments before you fucking play it in recording. <laughs> you should start. You should. The more you. You, you know, should start a uh, an instrument tuning podcast. That's what you should do. No one would listen to that except I would. <laughs> I would. What you got out um, here? <clears throat> so I have. Um, one of the last times I hung out with Dr. Ramon Kringle was at the uh, the library sale that they uh, they they have every like couple of years, uh, but this was the first time after the pandemic. <clears throat> and uh, so we were walking through, and you know, me and Dr. Ramon Kringle and Hugh Jackman are hanging out, and we're talking like movies and stuff. 
and we're going through the movie section. And I'm past Tarzan and the Lost City with Casper Van Dien. You know, Starship <laughs> Troopers, Casper Van Dien. <laughs> um, wow. This movie. Wow. Um, I've never seen that. You've never seen it and you made me watch it. Wait, which one you was You made it? me watch. Tarzan and the Lost Starship City. Oh, oh Tarzan City. and the Lost. I didn't make you watch that. You suggested I watch it. So I, I watched mean, it. Casper Van Dien, you know. <laughs> Starship um, Troopers. Literally oh, the only thing I know oh, him from is Starship Troopers. Oh my god, this movie is so bad. It's so bad. I can't wait till it has an anniversary so we can talk about how bad it is. Oh, fuck you. I mean, when was it made around the time of Starship Troopers 5? <laughs> uh, no, I think 3. No, He's 2. Because Starship Troopers came out in 97. Those. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> yeah. Got away from the source material a really long time ago, which is probably for the best, because, my God, the source also, material... Also, uh... The oh. stirs of uh, the stir of echoes with Kevin Bacon. Uh, that was a movie Ooh. that uh, was recommended by a coworker. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, um, cool. Uh, a, a guilty pleasure of mine, and I'm probably gonna get laughed at. But Jonah Hex uh, with Josh Brolin, John Malkovich. I watched that as well. Uh, so and also Pacific Rim. That. You've never Pacific seen Jonah Hex? Never actually seen Jonah Hex. I don't okay. like. Jonah Hex that much, but I watch Wild Wild West all the time, so I can't Hell really yeah. say anything about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. And I have about uh, ten Spiders minutes left are, of dread. Are, uh, nature's uh, dread? dangerous uh, organism. <laughs> yeah, I have about ten minutes left of dread. No, not the Judge no. Dread nineteen ninety five version. Stallone, but the Carl Urban. Yes, the Carl Urban version. Yeah, yeah, actually, the really Urban. good one. Yeah. I like Carl Urban. Like he's he's like got some so really nice roles. Great. Yeah, on the on the low. Oh my god, in the boys. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, in the boys. Like watch <laughs> watch the boys and Netflix's The Sea Beast back to back because he is the uh, the the voice of the lead. In oh, is the he sea in Beast. Sea Beast? Really? And with the same voice, plays total opposite character as Butcher. <laughs> It's insane to hear him go from "Oh, you cunt, motherfucker!" It was like meanest dude ever to very good dad. Well, adoptive dad, <laughs> like genuinely wholesome dude. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, I did watch a movie uh, recommended from a, a, a Swapper Jack friends called "Private Eyes," starring Don Knotts and Tim Conway from 1980. Ooh, I feel uh, like I saw that a long time ago. Okay. Which which I was which I was unaware that they should have told me that Abraham Lincoln from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure makes a cameo in it, and Ooh. I was sitting there staring at the screen like I've seen you before. Where are you from? I looked up Imdaba and I'm like, oh shit, it's Abraham fucking Lincoln. <laughs> um, also, Beast uh, with Idris Elba. Me and Patron went and watched that oh, on how was that? Uh, on yeah. Friday. Okay, all right. So, I'm going to be completely honest with you. The movie has a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know why it's that high, but it's not that bad. It's not a great movie, and it's not a bad movie. It's like, how are you this... Like... Purely interesting. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, Idris legit. going to need a lot of money for those back problems from carrying this movie, I'm sure. <laughs> legit, to be honest with you, it's it's that and also the guy from District 9 and also um, oh, yeah. Mad Murdock from uh, A-Team. Nice. Those yeah. two, Tra- those uh, two uh, combo-wise? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It was on those two as a combo? Couldn't get it. That's the only, yeah. that's, I'm like, that's a great fucking movie right there. Uh, and also watched uh, uh, Luck uh, 2022. It's an Apple, uh, co- it's an Apple animated movie that came out a couple weeks ago. I thought oh, it was yeah. really good. With yeah. the girl that goes Is, into the, the racist. The Leprechaun universe. Ah. <laughs> the Leprechaun universe. <laughs> which, which, by the way. I'm gonna be honest with you. I felt like it should have been released in March, because it was it a lot sense. about. Yeah, I'm like, what? Why is what? Okay. Um, like, we don't have to uh, be tied to St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> uh, we're not Luck of the Irish, the Disney Channel movie, um, the Big Chill. Um, uh, it's Lawrence Kasdan directed this. It has a very young William Hurt. A very young Kevin Klein, also a very young um, Je- uh, Jeff Goldblum, like oh, nice. an amazing cast. It's on Prime. I would highly suggest checking that out. Also, the conversation um, with Gene Hackman by Francis Ford Coppola. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that movie! Holy fuck! God damn it! I feel like that's my favorite Francis Ford Coppola role. I mean, Francis Ford Coppola film that he's ever done. Also, Dear Eleanor. Okay, look, hear me, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. How many hours have you been working? Thank you. Thank you. I say this every week when he does this in quarantine watch list. I drop the two things that I've had time to watch, and he's just like... Well, also, we don't do quarantine watch list every week, and I just save them up. I write a bit by tablet. Yeah. Uh, uh, so dear Eleanor. Okay. So it's about these girls that want to meet Eleanor, uh, like Roosevelt and it's like night set 1920s or thirties. Um, and they go on a little like trip from California to New York to meet her. And okay. Um, great. There's also Jessica Alba's in this movie as one of the girls aunts and then just leaves halfway through the movie. Like, she literally was like, hey, I'm here for my paycheck. Oh, my paycheck hasn't cleared yet. Oh, my paycheck cleared. I'm out. Bye. Um, and then also they have a character that, no joke, is legit one of the people that escaped from Alcatraz. And they just hang out with him for, like, half of America. And then he fucking leaves for no reason. He's okay. like, I don't even want to hang the out mo- <laughs> The movie Bye. is weird as fuck. But it's good. Uh, also, Willie's Wonderland. Uh, it came out last oh, year. Nicholas Cage. Cage does not say a fucking word in the goddamn movie. What? No joke. Legit. Read the script, went to the director and goes, this is a really good movie. How how awesome would it be if I didn't say a word? It's Five Nights at Freddy's and Nicholas Cage beats the shit out of animatronics. Okay. That's, That's all I'm saying. That's pretty great, actually. Yeah. Also, Prey. I watched Prey. I watched, oh, I watched the new Prey too, movie. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah, I thought I'm that was. Time oh, it's amazing. One too. I thought the the, I, the girl was incredible as an actress. That's what I've heard. I th- um, I, I read that the uh, the predator was played by a basketball player, nice. an ex basketball player, um, mm-hmm. and he he was the it was a unique look for the predator. Yeah. Um, 
it was very similar to the first one uh, with Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger because he was invisible for the majority of the movie. Yeah. Um, and he revealed himself in a very dramatic, fa- uh, well, a very dramatic fashion. Um, not to spill too much about the movie, yeah. but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was uh, probably not as bad as how much the the trailer spilled. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, the, the trailer it's, was it's, really. I just revealing. in general try to avoid trailers. <laughs> it's my second favorite Predator movie, like behind the first one. That tracks. Uh, also, uh, Africa Screams. Oh, Predator Two. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was right. it was a little, it was way more abrupt, yeah. and it was way more like brutal in in some of the senses because I remember really liking it because Danny Glover felt so realistic as like yeah like John what the fuck situation what the fuck you, you mean <laughs> you mean you mean Predator with Lethal Weapon that's what I yeah. thought of the movie yeah. <laughs> it, it they just take out Mel Gibson. Gibson. And put in the predator. <laughs> they just made uh, also. The predator. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Albert Costello, uh, the movie Africa Screams, um, which it's hilarious. No joke, because two of the three Stooges are in it, and it's not from the main cast. It's, uh, it's Curly. No, not it's not Curly. It's Joe and it's also Shimp are in this movie, so it's like, what the fuck's on? This is, it's on Prime because so it it's op- it's two Stooges with Alban and Costello. Yeah. Uh, also, a face in the crowd, uh, Andy Griffith movie. Hey, no, no, no! I got I'm two more after this one. I got two more. 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 Face in the crowd with uh with um. Andy Griffith. It's really good. It's amazing. It's basically about a person that rises to become a politi- politician, announces, "Hey, I'm evil. I'm gonna have this plan to rule everybody," and gets dropped like a hot potato. Uh, also, uh, the movie Equinox. Um, that is a movie that I've been trying to remember a scene forever when I was a child, and I finally found it. Um, and also, Midnight Run, uh, starring Charles Grodin and Robert De Niro. Uh, please go check that movie out as well. All these movies. But Maestro Go, I'm sorry that I took too long. Sorry I wanted to spiel about the movies that if I was it, I'm just impressed to. that you have so much time over the course of several weeks to watch all these movies. And you have like an active list. Going. I have no such Yeah, thing. I'm in a it's new like city. I have no movie. friends. <laughs> so, two quick things. One, Sandman on Netflix. Holy fucking shit. Uh, whether you've read the comic books or not. I cannot recommend this enough. The casting is absolutely on point. Stephen Fry, just for one example, uh, as Fiddler's Green, is absolutely heartbreakingly beautiful uh, in their emotional betrayals of these characters in, in this show. I am 10 out of 11 episodes in. They dropped a bonus episode. That's an expansion on two things they had to kind of cut later on. Um, it's, it's so good. And then two, uh, technically not a quarantine watch list thing. This is just a kind of recent news slash shit that's been going down. Uh, For anyone familiar with the Discovery slash HBO slash Warner Brothers completely screwing over dozens of Cartoon Network properties uh, that that were exclusive to HBO and Cartoon Network because of streaming rights and how those things work. 
that never Infinity got Infinity Train, right? Yup. Thank you. That was the one. I, that was the big one I was getting to. And how I found out about all of this happening was a tweet from one of the creators of Infinity Train saying, "It's gone. It's just all gone." All evidence of this thing that I put my heart and soul into for years has been completely scrubbed from the internet. They didn't just take them off of HBO Max. No, 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 no. They went through Twitter and YouTube and completely Thanos snapped it from existence. And there are no physical copies anywhere. That was a funky, crazy little show, too. It was awesome! It was so underappreciated. Infinity Train was fucking great, mm-hmm. but I, I wanted to take a minute to talk about how absolutely furious I am for all of the artists and creators that have just been absolutely screwed by companies playing with their life's work like they're fucking poker chips. Like fucking expendable and just things, th- toys and things to be disposed of when they no longer care about them. And it's fucking gross. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You also want to talk about uh, Sesame Street? About Sesame how they took Street, off like 200-something yeah. episodes? Uh, a lot of the content that they're taking off of HBO Max, which is heavily ironic since Discovery's the one getting the acquisition, mm-hmm. is all kids' shows, which you think Discovery yep. would fully be behind, since they're all about education, yep. supposedly. Oh, and Shark Week. But mostly education. Shark Week. Uh, Shark Week's great. Uh, Not matching and, Shark Week. And also Week. Batgirl. And, yeah, so Batgirl <laughs> was one of the first things that kind of got scrubbed. Uh, before any of us really knew about the rest of this fiasco, but I had a feeling at the time that it was only the beginning, and I hate that I was right, but I also had no way to know how right I was about to be (laughs) with so many people getting absolutely screwed. Um, And I highly encourage all our Cinemaniacs to tweet, Instagram, whatever, TikTok, I don't do TikTok, but if you're TikTok, Ah! do a a TikTok thing and attack Warner Brothers. Attack's a harsh word. Shame Warner Brothers for their bullshit. Shame. I shame you, Warner Brothers. I will not watch House of Dragons because of you. Ooh. I never shame. made that promise. I didn't say but that. I'm, yeah, I'm probably getting rid of I know. HBO after House of Dragons is done. Uh, but okay, that's fine. I never said I'm not watching House and, of Dragons. And get it back when the new season of Titans right. comes out. Right, yeah. And, ah. <laughs> is, is, uh, did Titans get uh, good after season one? Because I watched season one and fucking hated it. Titans Titans really flexes a little bit more in the subsequent episodes and seasons. Um, I really felt like they focused way too much on the Red Hood. Yeah. Um, period. Um, I, I but just the best shit in this show in the show is the Robin shit. I feel like anytime they cut to the rest of the Titans, it's just Party City wigs and bad makeup. I thought I thought Dove was pretty good. Okay. Like I I was surprised that I liked her character as much as I did because she was kind of like the big sister, you know? Like she was kind of like, hey y'all, this doesn't make any sense. And then sometimes she was like. I'm about to fight a bitch, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so Full it was on. like, and it was funny because she—that's a uh, Minka Kelly, I think. Yeah. And like, I wasn't expecting a lot out of her being in that role, and uh, I really got into Titans. Like, I thought Titans was really cool. Um, I I kind of didn't like how they made Raven too cool for school, um, and Beast Boy was all right, but it was kind of like. We are definitely not going to use our budget on making Beast Boy cool. Yeah, <laughs> like he's going to turn into a tiger. And uh, 
was it like a snake or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but in general, I really like the series, and I'm excited that they're coming out with another one and Doom Patrol because Doom Patrol is dope too. Uh, yeah, the, all of these shows deserve better than a corporate overload. That's yeah. a corporate overlord that's just treating their hard life's work like expendable things. Yeah, like chess pieces. Yeah, but with that, uh, I think we should start to wrap up the episode because my headphones are dying. <laughs> uh, yeah, we just want to specify. Uh, thank you, Doctor Almond Kringle, uh, for coming back and enjoying so and nice letting to us. Be back, dude. Thank you for having basically me, talk please. to you and aggravate you for an hour. Like, <laughs> thank you so much for coming back. Um, but uh, thank you, Marty and the Arrogant Zerber, for letting us use your website, lowrainpictures.com. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And also, guys, you can email us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. You can find us uh, on at cinemagems.pod. And also, let us know. When was the first time, and what you felt about ET? Like, tell us, let us know. Um, and if you do tell us in person, give us the okay to mention it on air. Where did ET we would touch love you? to have that. <laughs> uh, right <laughs> here. Thank you, as always, to our amazing Swapper Jacks friends yeah. and family. We love you guys. Thank you for the constant feedback. Yeah. We couldn't do this without y'all. And also, guys, remember to wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, Black Lives always matter, guys. Always. Bye, guys. Love y'all. Bye. Peace, peace, peace. Peace.